0: What's good, everyone? Alex Trateras here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, Etc. podcast. And Whitney's ultimate my buddy, my cousin, pal, the man with the plan, the one and only, the one and only, the man who was in the garden last night, John Malika. But before we ask John how he's doing, everyone, you know, it's, you know, what, you know what this is. It's a call to action. Guys, if you listen to this podcast, if you're not subscribed, actually, to this podcast, please make sure to subscribe to this podcast. We're on all audio platforms, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it, we are there. If you listen to us on Spotify and Apple, please make sure to give us a five-star rating. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please make sure to leave a comment. Also, head over to YouTube, go find the Knicks, Jets, Etc. page, subscribe over there, hit the notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops and when you watch a video. It's just polite to hit the like button. Come on, guys. You know what to do. And while you're there, make sure to check out the other podcast, Winning Picks Weekly. John and video producer Greg go down the NFL slate. They're going to be getting some NBA action in. No Winning Picks Weekly, to my knowledge, this week. But well, Greg was with us the on, the,
1: on the Jets Senior Bowl and uh, the last Jets episode as well. So that was fun. You yeah. can catch him on there. Next week, we'll do the full prop episode, the full Super Bowl episode. So definitely check that out. Absolutely, and
0: Greg's pretty much our resident uh, Jets draft expert because this man is knee deep in draft stuff. And then last, and certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, you name it. We are there. All right. Now that that's done, John, how you doing today, man? How how you feeling? You were in the garden last night. You got to see that uh, sad L. But how you been, man? What's
1: happening? I'm good, man. I'm good. We all knew it was going to be an L, so I'm not totally disappointed in that. The fact that it was wire to wire, not great. We had the double Knicks comeback, which we all saw coming. I was screaming it in the garden. But it's just the same old dude, it's just the same old stuff with the Knicks. So I'm annoyed with the Knicks. I'm excited about the Jets part of my life right now. we got the Senior <laughs> Bowl coming. There's so much positivity <laughs> going on over there. But when it comes to the Knicks right now, it's just the same old dude. Whether it's Julius Randle getting a double tech getting ejected and also costing me that plus 11 and a half which I which I was riding all game oh, which drove me no. nuts. oh god my god like, that explains uh, that. all that explains that angry text why
0: you're just so upset yeah. i was like you didn't even give me the background that you put a you placed a bet on that game oh that man 11, is- i had
1: them 11 and a half live dude that's tough that you got a double tech at the end but also like the the chippiness with them was was kind of weird uh, number eight on the Knicks drives me absolutely insane. He stinks at basketball. We'll get into that later. And honestly, like this whole Evan Fournier step back, like pump three, he's nasty at those. Like he can't hit standing threes. But when he like pumps back and shoots, he's nasty. And uh, I don't know. What else? Mitch Robinson. He's he, he's now the Dikembe Mutombo with his head shake. I mean, he, he was killing it there. I'm so happy that John Morant did not connect. That was fantastic. Cost some chippiness, but hey, man, I'm, I'm just, I'm. Re- I mean, today is ha- happy Julius Randle can be traded day. It's it's February third. We have we have the week. He's allowed wow. to be traded. I mean, I'm. I, you know, I love him. You know, I'm the resident Julius yep. Randall. Apologies, i was about to say <laughs> we're, we're going on this. We're going on this road trip right now, and then by the time they come back, we're gonna have a new squad. So I'm excited that our guest is here. Because he's, he's usually the, the, the cool-headed objective guy to, you know, to, to take us through. But there's nothing to be cool-headed about right now with, with these Knicks, dude. We are falling fast.
0: That's a fact. And if you didn't hear that voice, if you don't know who that voice is, then shame on you. Come on. <laughs> it's the one and only Danny B. You know who he is. Danny B of the Morning Drive. He'll give you that two-minute recap if you missed the game last night in such an eloquent and precise fashion. Also, host of the Knicks Corner
2: podcast. Danny, how are you doing, my man? What's going on? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. I got to say, I appreciate the warm intro. That was awesome. It's great to be here. I appreciate you guys having me. But uh, the Knicks, man, I, I totally get the frustration, John. I get it. I definitely get it. But is it not great to see Fournier finally getting a little bit more comfortable and and just finding his flow within the offense You know, on a more consistent basis? To me, that's a win.
1: I mean, saw him. Tim and Mitch were a, were a huge W yesterday, dude. Huge W a, from Mitch and Evan Fournier yesterday. As,
2: as the resident
0: Evan, trade Evan Fournier guy, he is starting <laughs> yeah. to win me over, especially with this past month of shooting. So he is clearly shut me up, and I will, I will gladly buy a crap ton of baguettes to support him.
1: <laughs> the last 50 games, dude. Oh, so he's, break, he's breaking records, right? He's breaking Nick three-point records.
0: Yo, he's been he's been on fire the last couple of games. I mean, even the one against yeah. Sacramento, sure he didn't produce in the second half, but getting getting 18 points, 16 in the first quarter, 18 in the first half. That's stuff that we needed because no one was hitting shots against the Sacramento Kings. And then the second unit had to come in and, and subsidize that. And then yesterday, man, drops 30 points, and we just needed Nobody help, else man. There to help. And, yeah. Yep. We, especially that second unit, man. The bench was just It was down bad, no
1: scoring whatsoever.
2: It was rough, dude. We shot so poorly yesterday, so poorly. Yeah, for sure, man. So
1: so what's this? What's the stat? Evan Fournier joins J.R. Smith as the only Knicks player to record multiple games with at least three pointers in a season. And Mm -hmm. he's also he made his hundred thirty-six three yesterday, uh, which he now has a record for most made threes by any Knick to the first fifty games of a season.
2: Yeah, I I was gonna say it had to be.
1: What do you got? Well, yes, his defense stinks. But we knew that. Like that, that, I mean, we that knew, that's the thing. This the one thing, thing dude. Thing. We got what we paid for with Evan Fournier. There you go.
0: So that's the thing. If he's doing this, totally different story. You can't be a sieve on defense and not give any offense. Now that he's doing that, you're winning me over. I'll, I'll eat my words. I'm, always, I'm happy to eat my words as long as you're producing.
2: But... Hey, and he's also been, been a little bit active on D, you know what I mean? He's picking he up at least a steal every other game, I'll say, on average. I'm, not, I'm just saying off the cuff, but I'm pretty sure I've been seeing at least one Fournier steal every other game, you know, he's for been. a little bit now. So it's effort. I'll take it. He is putting for effort,
1: sure. for sure, dude. And you even when he's, even when he's missing threes, they're not like – they're not Cam Reddish step back threes from the corner, right? He's also doing the bounce back, step back threes. And you can yep. tell that there's some, there's some energy to it. You know what I mean? That's the he, difference.
0: He's feeling himself, man. And you see when he's out there, he's feeling himself. I mean, you even see oh, yeah. that he's getting plays for him when they're setting the screen for him on the, on the wing mm-hmm. and he's curling in. He's either get, taking the mid range. He's either going full in, driving in, or he's taking that open three from, uh, from the arc. And then obviously, as John says, if he's open on the corner, open on the wing, He's doing that sidestep, knock down three because apparently a standing three is just non-existent for Evan Fournier. So <laughs> he hit one, he hit one brothers.
1: in the third quarter, and then uh, you know my friend when I was there I was like, look, he hit it. Everyone around me who was like, I like, made friends I was like, ah, oh, he finally hit it. They're like joking around me, uh, but yeah, dude, he's he like needs it to be a little bit difficult, almost like Jr. Smith, you know, in a in a weird little funky way. He he kind of is like Jr. Right? Doesn't all right, well, like, well, all right. Jr. has <laughs> a special <laughs> place in my we
2: all. You just went zero to a hundred.
1: Listen 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 JR, JR, <laughs> JR makes terrible has terrible games makes has terrible plays is inefficient in a lot of games right just like Evan Fournier but then he has those hot games where all of a sudden he's hitting buzzer beaters right like Evan Fournier did like JR Smith did he's he's banging those threes and he's coming in clutch when honestly we can't hit a basket so he's kind of giving me J.R. Smith vibes at the end of this day. I, no, I, I don't I do know. It just came to my head, but it he kind of I, I
2: see I see the road that you're taking. Like I see it on the map, but I can't go down that road. Man. I can't I can't
0: I can't go sign I this. can't I, I can
2: I see it, I get it, but I'm looking like overall career, like they're just two different No, no, no. no. yeah, of course, of course. But overall, yeah, league, of course. I'm know, just saying on the Knicks. That first on this stretch Knicks. with the say? Knicks. Yeah. First yeah. of all,
0: put some respect on J.R. Smith's name. All right, <laughs> two time NBA champion, all right, six man of the year with the New York Knicks. And she's a LeBron champion, The golfer. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. HBCU, shout out. Facts, man. Facts. Yeah, and he's game 4.0s. What? Yeah. No, look, Crazy. So I feel like when you, I feel like for JR, like, with, I know we're going off tangent, but for JR, like watching him play the athleticism, it was like the other level that Fournier just doesn't have. Like, sure, they're both Definitely. hot and cold players, but the athleticism was just. That was oh, yeah, what that's, I, I, that, that's what I love about JR is that he can get hot or cold, but man, I, I'll never forget that Prigioni like alley open. He caught it down low, one hand slam. That was my favorite. Yeah, man. That, yeah, it the was highlights so much fun. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm like, on I'm, I'm, I'm paper, like. Oh, on paper. What was, on
0: paper, you're just like, look, well, we saw what <laughs> happened. Six man of the year. Next thing you know, he's untying guy's shoes at the fa- free throw line. All right. This, <laughs> this, this, this is stuff that we can't accept. <laughs> oh, back, true, man, getting back, true. Getting back into last night's game, though, I think. It was, it was good effort from the Knicks, right? Like, I love the effort that I saw from them, but I just, it just bothers me because they can do this. Like they'll get up for a nationally televised game against a good team. But yet when we ask them to do this against the Orlando magic, it's like played down to the competition. "Eh, I don't feel like doing this right now, man. And it's really annoying, bro. Like it's really, it's really frustrating to watch that because I feel like we could have had some games. And we could have some games earlier in the season to put us in, in better position for where we are right now. And it just comes
2: back we to like, the, gunner, the, ass.
1: Bro. Yo, are the are That's, a, that's <laughs> a
2: great take, though. Like if I could throw an like a target emoji at you right now, like I totally would because that's so true, right? Like the rest of the, the rest of the schedule for us, it's not very favorable. You know, especially this next stretch that we have right before All Star Break. So if we put some more emphasis in the beginning of the season in winning those types of games and fixing the mistakes earlier on, we could have had a couple more and not been in the position we are in now. So that's definitely a great take, Alex, because you don't hear that too often. you know. I got,
0: I got a question for you, Danny, because I've heard this floating around somewhere and I want your opinion on it. We know that Julius Randle led the league in minutes played last season. Yeah, He only missed one game last season, uh, right. thanks to Alfred Payton hitting his thigh. And... Yeah, I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw shade out there. Uh
1: but right. Paynes is starting on our team. He's just wearing number 8. <laughs> oh man. <laughs>
0: Jeez. Oh man. We're going to get into that later, but yeah, John, John John's got some <laughs> grievances to air out apparently. But Julius Randle played a lot of minutes last season. Do you think that it's fair to have the take that, all right, he played a lot of minutes last season. Coming into this season, you know, Tibbs is going to play him a lot of minutes again because he is still the focal point of this team like we we will only go as far as Julius Randall goes do you think it's fair to say that he's taking off some gains to save for the later of the season do you think that's do you think that
2: could be something for Julius Randle? I don't even think so because I feel like just the competitive nature is I mean you're going to go out and you're going to try to play to the best of your ability I don't know why sometimes he's reaching and not moving his legs you know that's a problem obviously the hustle um honestly, I'm not too sure. I feel like I've been thinking about it lately and I just feel like he's taken on the responsibility of the whole city on his back. And I think that weight is just so heavy that it's not allowing him to just relax and let the game come to him on a nightly basis. You see the streaks where he has games where he plays a little last night. We saw the effort, you know what I mean? Obviously, it's funny how Kendrick Perkins uh, points it out after the game, but completely the wrong game to throw that take out there, you <laughs> <Exactly>. know, but <laughs> yeah. because the last two games, he showed us more effort and started playing a lot more like the way that he did last year. And mm-hmm. that's what we need, you know? So I don't know. I, I've been, like I said, I've been thinking about it. I feel like he's really taken, like you ever take the responsibility of something that happens in the family, like for the whole family and put it on your back and you feel like you're responsible for every part of it, every person and, and all of it. I feel like he's done that with the city and the team and basketball in in the Mecca. And I feel like it's just weighed too much and it's not allowing him to really just play his natural game and just let it come to him because when it does, good things happen. You know what I mean? He plays with effort, he hustles back, he looks up and and moves the ball fast. You know, like we have such a slow pace, that first unit doesn't, they don't push the pace, you know? And I feel like it's such an individualized offense. I got a freaking spider cricket over here. (laughs) That guy's gone. All right. um, I got to get him later, man. I got to keep eyes on this thing. But yeah, I just feel like that's it's, it's, such a, it's such a big piece that's really stopped the flow of that first unit. You know what I mean? Having Randall be like that because I feel like when he's not on, everybody looks to themselves more, you know? And I think that's what Fournier was doing earlier on. Like, where, where, where am I fitting in? And now he's finding where he fits in in the flow of the game, you know? And when we get to points where we're not producing, Um, you know, Randall takes it upon himself and then it's, it's a Randall shot. And then the next time down, it's an RJ drive and maybe it goes, maybe it doesn't. Then the next time down, it's a Fournier shot. The next time down, it's a Kemba shot. Like sometimes it's so individualized that we don't move the ball around enough at all. And it's so highlighted right now because the second unit does it so well, right? Like if, if they didn't, I feel like it wouldn't be as highlighted, but that ball movement is huge. The pace is huge because we do so well as a team when it happens. And we're not seeing it in that first unit. And Randall, like you said, Alex, to kind of wrap this up and circle back is, is a focal point of this offense. And when it stops, it starts with him also. So I feel like just what you said, man, we're going to only go as far as he takes us. So at some point, I feel like there is a shift that's kind of taking, but right now it's still definitely in Randall's court. That's for sure. Yeah, Dude, I mean, absolutely.
1: Like, I, I get what you're saying, Danny, Like like with the second unit where – Maybe it wouldn't be as highlighted that how bad our, our point guard situation is, but I think we might have the worst point guard situation in the league, especially over the last decade, but especially this year too. And it shows up in the stats when you look at any stats, pace or anything, the usage it for does, our point guards. We stink. We like that's why. Like, see, this is why I'm a random apologist because, or I come off as one at least because he's tasked with those situations, those two three minute stretches. Mm-hmm. Where we can't get a basket, right? Where everyone just stands around the, the, the three point arc and we don't have a point guard and we just give it to Randall. Whether sometimes yeah. it's with seven seconds on the shot clock, sometimes it's with, it's with 11 seconds on the shot clock. And regardless, he's just going to take it. And he's not good with pressure right now at all. He's not good with pressure. I, I agree with that. But let me tell you the number one thing that's wrong with Randall his mid range jumpers Got it are not falling. <laughs> And, and the way that you're killing these spiders or this cricket, whatever you got going on over there.
2: Oh, it's, it's both, bro. It's both. It's, it's a spider and a cricket in one. It's nasty, I, bro. I, I hope everyone's that... watching this on YouTube because this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, man,
1: one of the episodes you... that you should be on YouTube watching. Watching Danny uh, take, <laughs> take care of business up, while we're ripping off.
2: <laughs> Kick spider yeah, man, ass and take names. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's the whole thing with Randall, dude. He's he's not he's not kicking ass and taking names this year. He's not hitting those jumpers from the baseline. Like he those are automatic last year. I can close my eyes and see him just do that fadeaway and he's cash. And not only is he not taking them, but when he does take the mid-range jumpers, they're in a different spot on the court, you could tell, mm-hmm. and they're just yep. not falling. Like yesterday, I get off the, like just from my memory bank and call times. like three or four, that would've changed the whole game. Like you would've had such yep. a, those are four point swings every time, right? Or sometimes it was a five point swing because Shake Melton would decide not to guard him <laughs> for right. a little bit. So it was like Julius miss a two, Melton, bang three. Julius, come back, miss a two, bang three. It's like, oh my goodness, what, what just happened? So yep. th- th- that's why I'm a little bit of an apologist. And I agree with what you're saying, you know, the, the bench unit playing well, but it's really like the D Rose factor, right? Mm-hmm. If he was That's there, too. he would have helped that, that front unit. But it's just like we're slacking at point guard, and then we just give it to Randall. We say, yo, please help us here. And if we don't, we're going to blame you. And if you do, we'll be like, all right, it sounds good. This whole
0: season, man, this whole season is just a conundrum because if you ask for everything to go wrong, it is literally <laughs> everything that could go wrong. As much, yeah, no, you're as, right. It, it, like for when except it comes health. to like,
1: except for health, we're healthy.
0: Except for DeRozan, Derrick
1: no, Noel, 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 Noel Rose. Come on, man, Noel, Noel and Derrick Rose hurt.
2: alone. They're supposed to be so hurt, much. guys.
1: Like that's like complaining that Kevin Durant is hurt. He's supposed to be hurt. Like we know that he's hurt.
2: Right. But <laughs> what, what is what is one aspect of this team that gets talked about nonstop that you just mentioned is a hole that's existed for man how many years now on our team? Right. So Rose not being healthy and <laughs> excellent at that position is a big p- piece that we're missing because he pushes the pace. And that's one huge part that's missing from that first unit right now. So I think he would definitely help. I don't think we'd be as, as down in the dumps as we are right now, you know? For sure.
0: And like, like I said, like everything that could possibly go wrong, go wrong. We have Kimball Walker, he doesn't fit in here. So now we, we don't have a point guard that can push the pace. We had Evan Fournier who was trying to figure out his role was very timid in the beginning. Now he's trying to figure it out how to do it. And yeah. then you have Julius Randle, who we see like can take off games, take off possessions, tries to do a little too much, goes back to sometimes being 2019, 2020 Randle, which we don't need. And then sometimes he's I don't playing get. worse than that. No. Yeah. yeah, And, and so and then you keep thing. adding on. And then you keep adding on. Emmanuel quickly shots are just not falling this season. And that's, pro- and that's probably due to not having Derek who can be off, guard, off ball and have better shot selections for himself. And so like everything that we're looking for is legit just come down on this New York Knicks team. And it's interesting, like as much as I complain about Randall for his lack of effort, it's, I also can recognize that it's not his issue alone. You know, we can also even get to Tibbs and talk about rotations and just like, why are we leaving Julius Randall in for the first 12 minutes of the game? That makes absolutely no sense. This man is tired. You just see that man go back to the bench like, yo, give me some water. Give me a towel.
1: Yo, give me two towels. Three towels. Dude, Mitch, dude, Mitch, <laughs> Mitch. I feel like he's going to collapse on the way to this
2: bench every single time. I've been oh, absolutely. About. You see, he's like, Whoa. he's like he's
1: limping like, back and forth. His neck is like loose. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, man. And he said so, it himself post game, you know, wait till I get back in shape, man. You know? I'm telling you, once he's 100%, but, but that's what sucks, is we're, we're how late into the season already, you know what I mean? I know, so when are you
1: going to be 100%? Is is tough, to club, Fournier, Fournier <laughs>
2: taking that long to get comfortable and finding himself. Mitch, you know what I mean, with that hold, and that, it's just, it's a little too late, you know what I mean, in my my perspective. Of course, we get on one more good run, we could definitely, you know, put us in a good position that we could, I'm not even going to say anything, I'm just going to say take advantage of down the road, but that's what we need. is another good run. But the problem is what's ahead. Right. We got yeah, a tough for stretch sure. before this break. For sure. So then Danny, like, what do you, what do you think? What do you think is like the overall
0: state of this team? Really, man? Like, do you think, like, what are you, what are your feelings? Do you think we can make a comeback? Should you we buy we are we
2: buyers or are we sellers yeah. here? Are we buyers or are we sellers at this deadline? I would like, personally, I would like to be sellers. I would, I would want to start looking elsewhere to find other pieces, to, to make room for other pieces and, and move something around to, to, listen, make a good run at it and see how it goes or not. You know, that's what people, that's what teams do at, at the trade deadline, you know, and we saw it last year too with, with teams where they made a bunch of, you know, look at Chicago, Chicago didn't pull it together at the end of last year and you know had to reshuffle a little bit. So I feel like the state of our team right now it, like I said, all right, I'm going to start here. So and personally, I, I would like to be sellers. What I think is going to happen, I don't think we're going to do much. I think maybe we do something with Kemba. If that, if not, I'm pretty sure we're going to just hold tight and, and ride it out. And the reason is because Tibbs still thinks that there's there's so much more to gain out of the roster that he has, right? And like games like that, that we saw against the Kings give him more ammunition to say, oh well, let me get another game in there just to see if we could get more going. You know, and then you saw strides last night where, you know, the first unit um, you know, does something different and things go right. You know, to me, a big part of last night's game not to get off track, but when RJ started just hammering it downhill, hammering it downhill, things started opening up. And I feel like that created opportunities for us to start catching back up. And every time that he started to do that, I feel like is when we started creeping back up. And of course, other pieces came along and helped with, you know, guys like Fournier knocking down shots left and right and IQ in the fourth with a freaking four-point play and a three-pointer right after, you know. But um, I think that was a big part of it was putting his head down and driving. And I think that the team is slowly starting to figure that out. You know, we're going to shoot a ton of shots and if they're not going to go down, then we're going to start changing it up and start driving it in there, collapsing the D to start kicking out and hopefully get better looking shots that'll fall, you know, at a higher percentage. So the state of the team right now is, I feel like if we hold Pat and don't do nothing, that that's what Tibbs is banking on happening, that the team finally starts correcting those little mistakes, stupid things, right? RJ walking in bounds with the ball, Noel rebounding it into the hoop. Like Alex said, everything's gone wrong that can go wrong, right? But these are things that that can be fixed. RJ working on his free throws, you know, he could go from 17 points a game to averaging 20 points a game just by upping his free throw percentage, you know? So the state right now, I feel like is kind of inconclusive in a way, right? Because mm-hmm. there's still time left. Like I just said, to make a run and put ourselves in a better position for postseason. If it's still on the table in two weeks, who knows? This is a tough next couple of weeks before the break and after the break. So I don't know what the, what the stands are going to look like then anyway, you know, but it's a very tight race and people could fall like the Hawks right now on a huge run that just propelled them all the way up. They were, you know, right down there with us just a week and a half ago. So there's still time, but things have to start clicking and they got to start clicking fast because if they don't, we're going to find ourselves just in a a building season, which it is to begin with, a lot of fans lose sight of that. But I think that we'd really fall back more into that. Okay, we're not making the playoffs. Let's start just working on fundamentals, getting the younger kids more more grind, and you know, going in that direction. So to answer the question long windedly, I say it's kind of inconclusive at the moment because <laughs> I still feel like I still feel like there's pieces missing. You know what I mean? That, that that still have time to come together. I think. I think we're listen. I'm gonna put it like this: we're we're not a great team. We can be a good team, but when with our track record, we're not a good team right now. I feel like we're we're all right. I, listen, we are what our record is right at yes, the end the of the fact.
0: day. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for laughing. I'm only laughing because nah, it sounded man. like a scientist at the end. It's like it's inconclusive. <laughs> I was like,
1: that's
0: <laughs> a long-winded oh, answer. Man. It is inconclusive as a scientist as <laughs> I am. I'm like, I, I just love that. That's amazing. Oh, and that's awesome. I love- you got to change it up. Uh, verbiage man you know
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> look I, I i don't i don't disagree with you danny i think when we look at this team and it can go like honestly in either direction we're just not even too far out of being a we're a game out of being in the plan behind the hawks if we win you know we can get over them be that tense be the ten seed right now have a chance to win two games and make the playoffs but i guess is it oh do we even think that it's even that close like how like we've been saying like, and this is where I go back to Tibbs, right? Cause Tibbs at the beginning of the season said, you know, first it's 20 games and it's 30 games and then it's 40 games to get it all right. And before you know it, the season's over. So right. if that's your logic Tibbs, right, we're at, we're more than 40 games now. So theoretically close to the season being damn near over because we got the all-star break in a week. And or then so.
2: you know how fast it comes, right?
0: Yeah. So should, and with the trade deadline next week, you know, you said you want this team to be sellers to open up positions for, for for other guys. So are you looking for guys like Cam Reddish to get into the rotation, guys like Quentin Grimes to get more minutes, uh Deuce McBride? Is that is that what you're thinking?
2: I definitely would like to do, you know, see that. If, like I said, if he can't pull it together and really make a run in the next couple of weeks, I think it's time to um, start changing your strategy. You know what I mean? Because now your end goal is, is really different. Right. I mean, play, if if playoffs are out in three weeks, then, yeah, I'd start looking to, first of all, get Cam Reddish some minutes. We traded a first for him and he's been riding the bench. What sucks is I work with a guy from Atlanta. So every time I get him on the freaking phone, he's like, how's Cam Reddish doing? And I'm like, I appreciate you checking in, man, but he's still sitting ask on the bench. How, ask him how so, uh,
1: Double K is.
2: <laughs> Believe me, I do. <laughs> but his answer is at least he's playing. So <laughs> I, I have no rebuttal, facts. You know, but yeah, no, facts. absolutely, man. I I think, like I said, you know, Tibbs definitely started out twenty weeks, thirty weeks, forty weeks. You're 100 right. And before he even was saying that, I always break the season down like that anyway. And you know, 20 games and 40 games because it's you know four quarters technically, right? So you yeah, evaluate mm-hmm. yourself after each quarter. So I get that, but he's not adjusting after 20 games, after 40 games, and that's that's a big thing. Otherwise, what are you doing? You know what I mean? If I feel like you're going to go through 20 games and look back and not make any change. That means that you're saying, okay, you're happy with what you're seeing and you still believe that they're going to show you more. So 20 games by now, you're telling me that you're, you're in that same position you know what I mean now 30 games 40 games I feel like at some point you've got to start tweaking things a little bit and what sucks is he has the crutch like oh well you know Kemba was out of the rotation for a little bit and we had such an influx in point guards between (laughs) Deuce and Burks and exactly that's that's my point is I was just saying this on a space the other day is that um you know if if he didn't bench Kemba the way that he did he could have tooled around a little bit early he could have tried Burks earlier than that. You know what I mean? And, and IQ and deuce and he could have been tweaking to the point where we get to the trade deadline and maybe we're a little bit more serious about looking for a PG, you know? Um, I don't know. It's tough, man, because he says himself deuce and, um, Grimes pretty much bring him the same thing in terms of, you know, ball handle in terms of defense, in terms of offense. So I get that, but at the same time, there's room for it if you make it work. You know, and if you got a big 15 mentality last year, you got to have it this year. And there's about five guys that aren't doing squat. So you got to start incorporating more, man. I feel like we were a lot more interchangeable. I feel like he there was stretches last season where Tibbs was definitely going beyond 10 guys. He was playing 11, 12 guys. You know what I mean? And For sure. Maybe you should start doing a little bit more of that. I just I kind of want to see him do a little something, you know, show me something. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, last season, like we saw Kevin
0: Knox in there. I mean, we'd see, I can't remember everybody was like, who else did we have? I mean, obviously Alfred Payton would get minutes too. I honestly Mm -hmm. can't remember. Yeah. Well, not in the second half. Yeah. (laughs) Like it was mainly, it was mainly, it was mainly like 10 guys that we saw like for the rotation, but you're right. When people would go down, we'd have other guys like showing Frank would get some minutes in there as well. Mm -hmm. And you know, we saw the limitations of all those guys, but he did utilize them when times arose and he's done that this season too. I think the thing for me is that, To your point, Danny, and just to add on is that we've seen, we've seen this same song and dance week Mm -hmm. after week after week
2: after week. And it's like this song and dance is getting old pretty quick. We are. (laughs) Oh yeah, it's the, it's the wheels on the bus, right? I mean, it's just, it's the same old thing. Same starting five, do something different. You know what I mean? Why not just start changing it up a little bit, tweak little things and see what changes. But I think, um, oh man, I was going to make a point on what you had just said before and I lost it. So, it's I don't want to hold nothing up.
0: <laughs> it's all good. But we'll go to John cuz I know John has a, has some grievances to air with someone wearing the number 8 on this team and uh
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would, I'm like, glad he, I, I, think, that. That, I think that I
0: think that I think that's one change that this man would love to see. Is that right, John?
1: Well, like Danny talked about it. He kind of like slipped it through, right? That Kemba was benched this year. And he was healthy and he was just kicked completely out of the rotation. We right. had some injuries that we still tried to band-aid without him. And then we realized that we, he's forced to start and now he's getting 30 minutes a game. <laughs> like, I don't like, what are we, we are so upset at Alfred Payton. Go look at the numbers. He is playing almost 10 minutes more than Alfred Payton was. And they have the same exact numbers, except that he's getting two more points. And at the same time, his defense is a huge regression. If you watch yesterday's game, every single play like Kemba Walker's in, all of a sudden the ball gets shifted to his man. Whether that's shake melted, whether that was Desmond Bain at the end, every single – And he stays right play.
2: in the paint. He doesn't go out. He doesn't move around at all. A lot of time, It happens a lot of times. He slips the rotations, <laughs> and then his guy gets left open. Other people are running the cover. You know, it's – uh, like, I, I don't
1: I – don't, like, I, I know – He's Kemba Walker. I know that he could have those triple double games or those thirty point games. That uh, unfortunately, I was in Africa, so uh, Alex likes to uh, go off and off about how I need to go back to Africa because Kemba Walker was a beast. <laughs> yeah, hey, you do time. need to go back to Africa because he was doing great <laughs> stuff.
2: What are we doing? Man? I mean, if it's a correlation, I- I'm with it, man. You gotta go back to Africa. <laughs> but like, he's he's
1: he's Alfred Payne out there. I don't know. He's overpaid and he's playing the second half. I don't know what everyone's obsession is. I know he's from the Bronx. I know he he's really good on UConn. I love him too, but he just, he can't be the starting point guard. Honest to God. Honest to God, I'd rather have Trey McBride in the starting lineup. I just, just take Kemba completely. Yeah. Use McBride, not Trey McBride. Oh, sorry, 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 Deuce. McBride. Where I know you. I know we just did Jets last week, bro. You got you got two and three in my mind right yeah, now. At least we got the, right,
2: the same language,
1: right? <laughs> Trey McBride. I'll will <laughs> see you on the Jets in the second round next year. But anyway, Deuce McBride. I'd love to see Deuce. Who's killing out in Westchester? And doesn't have to do much. It just has to be better than Kemba or Alfred Payton. It's not much. You know what I mean? Like, just just show up, play defense. And he like we know that he can do that. We saw him do that in the NBA as well. And if he just mm-hmm. you know play some pick and roll, he doesn't really have a pick and roll center. I'd love for you guys to jump into that a little bit. I think that Mitch Robinson kind of, eh, like kind of there. showed he a little bit. Should be there already. But yeah, his. I mean, I wish he just took a screening class from Taj Gibson. But that's it. That's the here or there. Like that's what I need to. I need a point guard. Like even if you if you really just want to get rid of. Kemba, just to get McBride into the rotation or something, I would be okay with that. And if you want to trade in a well for a center that just sets screens, like, I'm okay with that as well. If that's a very, at the very, very least, a minimal thing you do, I'm, I'm okay with both of those
2: transactions. Right. I'm, I'm glad that you said that because I was thinking about that I- the last couple of days about the point guard more and, and deuce. And after, cause after Tim said that comment, like him and Grimes, you know, like he, he kind of gets the same out of both of them. I get that, but. It, Deuce's game fits what we need on PG. We don't need a true PG. We just need somebody who plays that uh, position effectively. That's it. Right. So to your, your point just now, John, I totally agree with you. You know what I mean? I wouldn't mind what waving Kim and, and putting deuce into that role. I just don't know if Tibbs would and that's what that's what sucks right now is that he's just so hardened with his stance that he you know he's not going to make big changes like that. You know what I mean? I would love to, but man, I I don't know, Alex, you see you see that being something realistically happening because we're here, man. You know, February 3rd is is today. <laughs> yeah, I mean through seven games for like
0: I mean, I would like to see Deuce just to add on to that. I'd like to see Deuce get into this rotation. I think he offers a lot, especially since Tiz has been clamoring for this guy from the draft. Right. I think he, if he, if that's the case, and we already saw what he did against the, the Houston Rockets, granted he didn't do too well against the Toronto Raptors. I feel like that was such a short leash that you could put it back out there and you could still learn and you can have him run with the second unit. Honestly, just at this point, if we're not getting much from Kemba, just promote IQ to the starting rotation and that might even help IQ with his shooting woes to some degree, since we do let Julius Randle and RJ bring up the ball. You can have IQ in those moments play off ball. And mm-hmm. since those two guys like to drive, IQ can be open up on the perimeter and give you some shots and have him set to create those shots. So I, I like Kemba as much as I love Kemba and he is a Bronx native. And it's funny how John and I were defending Kemba Walker. we had Larry Hammond on here who writes for hoops habit and it's a co-host of uh, Rotten Apples. Uh, okay, it's just funny that we're, we're now uh, we're now here. We're like, yeah, we got it. We got to move on from Kemba at this point. But look, Deuce we McBride, Deuce, Deuce McBride. I like to move on for Kemba. And honestly, I don't even want. I don't even care if we get a point guard return at this point at this season. I'm fine to just let see what the young guys have right and just out. evaluate from there because we have to. The team also has to make these evaluations so that way we know moving forward, like, all right, how are we going to attack this traps? How are we going to attack the offseason? We're going to package up because we don't want any redundancy on this team. All right. And when we look at Deuce McBride over the last seven games, he's averaging 28.9 points, 9.6 assists, 6.4 rebounds, 4.3 made three pointers, 2.1 steals while shooting 47.6% from three and 85% <laughs> from the three throw line in the G league. This is the G league. I understand that right. this would not translate to the NBA, but the point is, is that you can see that he's producing. And he can give you some sort of production at the NBA level. And we saw that during the right. summer league, how confident he was. We've seen that in regular game action, how confident he is, especially against the Rockets. We have a small sample size, even against the Golden State Warriors when he came in. We have a small sample mm-hmm. size to say, all right, we d- he's not perfect, but he can at least hang, and especially with the second unit. So let's get right. him those 10 to 15 minutes, promote IQ, move on from Kemba, figure out what you got to do, whether it's waving him, if you could trade him, that'd be great.
2: But- got to move on man at this point because it's just okay, not here's working thing.
1: here's the thing so i we've seen with i this. think
2: we've seen enough we've seen enough all i wanted to say was we've seen enough oh, of kemba at this point to to make that determination you know what i'm saying 20 games in no we didn't 30 games in 40 where i was just looking we're at 52 games in now right so I think we've definitely seen enough. He's played enough. There we have enough play, enough variations of teams that he's played against, different situations, defense, offense. I 100% agree with you. I just don't think that he has it in him to play the way that we need him to play. That's all. And know, he nothing doesn't, against and he him. doesn't fit. There's nothing against him. And,
0: and and he doesn't fit because he's a ball dominant guy. Go- that entire yes. starting rotation is such That's what we were talking so about ball earlier. dominant between RJ, Julius Fournier, right. Kemba. It's too many ball dominant guys who don't Really play off ball that well. Were we, were we gonna add John? Correct.
1: no? I, I I think that's a perfect way to segue because I agree with you guys, right? We all are on the same page, but you guys are more of the just let it go. Playoffs are kind of out of reach at this point almost, or we're kind well, of I'm the, not there. I'm not I'm there just saying yet. we're kind of on that, we're kind of on that line. Well, I'm but getting it with,
2: because of how much time's left.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're being realistic, you're not like being a pessimist or anything, but you know, right, right, right. You're okay that's with that. That's gonna, what he does, man. We get we get, <laughs> we get exactly <laughs> You're okay with getting rid of Kemba, <laughs> right? And you're just, just tossing McBride in there. Alex threw out the stats, right, to justify that. No problem. However, we do have some more time on McBride. He's not going anywhere. He could have a big year in the G League, come back, play the Summer League, kill that again, like IQ, and then just, you know, slip into the rotation, you know, next year, or at least the back end. And, you know, yes, get up to thinking. 20, 25 minutes. But for now, guys, like the trade deadline is one week away. And there, there are point guards out there. I know everyone's going to scream to me about De'Aaron Fox and wants to pay him 45 million or 40 million until 25 26. Doesn't care about that. Those people are insane. Okay. There's the people that want to trade for Jalen Brunson who is going to demand a contract and fleece the Knicks in a year. I I am not too excited about that prospect, but then there, and then there's, you know, players who are out of reach, right? Like Deontay Murray, uh, who? Or, oh, any other guys that?
0: say get Gil, Gil, just Alexander? <laughs> the yo, two I mean, guys. Yeah. Completely out of the, reach. The two, two
1: guys, he, man. That like we would love to have here, right? Even maybe Halliburton on a weird, you know, kind of draft oh, He ain't night. going nowhere. Exact, exactly. So we'll throw nowhere now. There too. So let's talk realistic point guards that could land here, right? We had that uh, weird. I mean, I mean, Ian Begley came out. He said that uh, he was tossed a question in a mailbag. He said that Goran Dragic is a type of point guard that's not making that much money that could come to the Knicks. Of course, that turned into a weird, you know, curvy left side. Oh, there's rumors that the Knicks are getting Goran da, 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 da. We're oh, not going to go there. We're not going to go there. But let's just talk a couple of point guards that are, are realistic because I've been screaming at Alex every day in the group chat about point guards that I want, guards that I need, that I think that could fix this team. And I'm trying to just be real, realistic about it. I'll throw you just one of the guys, a couple of guys that have been in my head from the point guard perspective, it's got to be Schroeder. I think that's Schroeder making that one year, six million. He's not going to get re-signed by the Boston Celtics. He might be able to come on the cheap. That might be fun. If we could also like somehow blockbuster it with for Jalen Brown, I wouldn't mind Jalen Brown fitting on this team, but he's not. He's not he's, they're
0: too. not getting, they're not, they're not, he's not, they're not trained. Uh, they're, yeah, there's, so maybe they, let's they, report that Brown and Tatum are sticking are together. Staying.
1: Okay, so yeah. let's say, uh, Marcus Smart. Then let's say Mar- Marcus Smart, he wouldn't be too bad on this team as well. I don't think he'd be the answer, Our point guard, of course, but he He probably no, would be, <laughs> he would bring that grit right. Yeah, like, ever so we since have Marcus left, we, we, have we haven't
2: had that, yeah, I like that. Go ahead.
1: No, go ahead. Tell me no, like, just, if you, and if you have any other say, guys man. that you want to throw out there like that are realistic point guard acquisitions like a Goran Dragic, like those, you know, these two players I just mentioned. And th- don't give me, you know, Shea Gills Alexander because, of course, I want him. But
2: right? no, no I got you, man. You're talking <laughs> realistic. Right, right, right. Honestly, I'm not. I I. I for the same reasons that you were just saying right like guys like brunson like i don't want to do i don't want to do it for the same reason that you wouldn't want to because in a year he's going to want a contract he's going to fleece us and then who knows if it works if it doesn't he goes off and he he just got paid so i kind of feel like i feel like in the at the end of the day we're going to end up finding somebody who's going to work for us through through our own right like a guy like deuce maybe he does end up fitting and working for us down the line but i I feel like that's the way it's going to go i've Man, somebody said this to me the other day, and I'm glad I'm bringing it up here because this is the the podcast to do it. But they said that the Knicks point guard position is like the Jets quarterback position. Right? Oh mm, just my that. god!
1: <laughs> it has been. It has I, been. been. You're be, a so you know it I had had to Drop it.
2: Yes, it has 100%. been for years.
1: We've been saying that. Honestly, we've been saying that back and forth. You're right, and we hope that we finally found our point guard for the Jets.
2: Man, I'll tell you, I, I like the idea of a guy like Schroeder because he's he's more of a vet. He's going to come in, and he's going to. We know what he's going to do. You know what we I'm saying? We had interest in um, him. We had right. interest in him in the offseason. Mm-hmm. No, we did um, in uh, in Jackson also. And we never materialized. But guys like that, I feel like that's what you want is somebody that's that's got the experience. It's already proven it's got, going from team to team. They do the same thing. Right. So it's an easy transition for a guy like that to come over and and help. And I think actually you nailed it with a guy like Schroeder. I just don't know what what's going to happen with him after the end of the season. A guy like Dragic, I don't see realistic because I feel like he's more of a piece that a playoff, you know, hunting team is going to look for to throw on their roster because he's so efficient and he's a veteran and he comes in to do his job and he does I it well. He's to the Lakers. Yeah, They're going to be the ones really hunting. <laughs> you know i mean, They're go going to be like, selling and buying. Like, yeah,
1: let's, God, let's, let's, like let's,
0: end, let's end this Russell Westbrook to the Knicks talk, please, once again. Oh, my God. Oh, no, dude. I, I, I didn't even want to, even want to touch wow. it, man. Yeah,
1: exactly. Me and Dana are on the same page. Yeah,
0: no, right. seriously. It's <laughs> not I even a I didn't want to bring it up. Yeah, no, I'm not, I didn't crazy. say anyone on this panel was going to uh, consider, but uh <laughs> just wanted to say, let's, let's not go down that road. But I think Goran Drogic, like, even though there's no rumors around, I think it's realistic because one year, 18 million, I could see the Knicks if they're in that place that you need a point guard. My concern with Drogic, though, is that, all right, so you trade for him and he's known to be injury prone. And then if he gets injured when he comes back, it's like, all right, cool. Uh, I guess we're I guess we're sol uh, to begin with, anyway. So I'd rather uh, have
1: Schroeder 10 out of 10 times over Drajic.
0: Yeah, I would. I can, I, I can get that. And we know what Schroeder is. He's or a downhill Smart, guard.
2: Even though that's a longer contract. I'm not. And that downhill guard is what we need, you know, just to, I don't, to, to break it up.
0: I'd rather take on Schroeder than Marcus Smart because Smart is really more of a defensive specialist. And I don't really look yep. at him as a point guard. I look at him more as like the a shooting guard, guard they have. And he's just a pest, uh, a pest on defense. Schroeder fine for a year because he needs someone who's downhill. He'll give you some decent shooting nights, but if you're talking it's about a long-term solution, it's not a long-term solution. But at the same time, like we're, it depends on where do you think this team is. Once again, are you going to make that type of push? Do you just want him to fill a need? Because if it's just wanting to fill a need, I'd rather just go with quickly and once again just see what it is. I think a point sure. guard. If we're if we're if we're trying to be competitive, I'd rather try to be competitive and go get someone like Reggie Jackson. He's on two years, twenty two million. Yep. You know, That's something who like I wanted, that. Man. And that contract kind of that contract matches Kemba Walker where it's 22, 19, bring him in. If you want some offense, a good one of the top isolation scores, and he did the damn good job on the playoffs last season. Yep. Fine. I, I could take that. But Schroeder, when I look at Schroeder, I'm like, are we like where are we, how far are we going? You know what I mean? Like I would have to say if it was like last season, if it was like last season where we had Alfred Payton and it's like, all right, we're on the brink here. We need someone just a smidge better. I'm like, okay, definitely do it. But we're in a position too, where it's just we have so much talent on the bench that we also need to evaluate too. So it's kind of hard where this position is.
1: So I disagree because I think Reggie Jackson is that player that you guys are talking about that comes in and it's like we're here to win now within the next two years and reggie jackson is going to be that guy to push us over because we need help and he's the guy that you know could be a two-way guard on the opposite if we bring in someone like schroeder for example who was this one year six million and an unrestricted free agent we lose nothing really if we get him i think it was going to cost us a pick because of that um we can we can we can get to see him and IQ, which goes right back to Alex's point. We can see a Schroeder and IQ in that second unit and see how that goes. You know what I mean? What if that that is a bench, you you know, one and two, and IQ and him flow together because they're both kind of off-ball, even though Schroeder likes the ball more. You know, IQ could handle it, but he likes to just chill there and get the ball off-screen, and maybe that could work. You know what I mean? There's actually... Some sort of future prospect with Schroeder with Reggie so, Jackson,
0: dude. We know exactly. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're, so, are you promoting Derrick Rose to the first unit? Is that what you're doing then?
1: Well, yeah, at this point, that's all we, he's all we got.
0: All right, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm yeah. just asking because I mean, right I, now,
1: I, right now, Derek, I mean, Derrick Rose showed up yesterday. He was looking comfortable, like he was looking like he was chilling with his red, you know, bandana. He's chilling, right? If he comes back right now, how many minutes is he gonna play, Alex? 12, 15. 22 on the best night ever. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, how much can we possibly expect from this man?
0: But So that's why I'm asking you, because you said Schroeder coming in off the bench. So who's starting a point guard then?
1: Yeah, look, if Schroeder was here right now, it would be nice to have him and Derrick Rose kind of alternate, like 20 minutes from each. You know, like, I really don't want to hurt Derrick Rose coming off an injury too early on a Knicks team that's going nowhere. That would really suck. And, and i don't know if any, everyone's thinking like that but i know i am and i'm just not ready to give up on this season even if we get a you. play-in game I, I that doesn't bother me as much as it bothers everyone else like the play-in mm-hmm. game doesn't really drive me there's nobody in the east that's gonna we're gonna play in the play-in game that's gonna be like oh my goodness it's done even if we're you know the the the, the nc like the 9 10 seed and we have to win two games out of three I don't think that's that crazy. I I just I, I really don't I really don't think so. So if we we're, full, if we're fully you.
0: healthy, if we're fully healthy and we're like that,
1: and we make a couple, I if think. We get the a team, point guard? I think.
0: Well, if the, if the team that we'd have to face is the Hornets as a tenth, I'm not too sure about us being the Hornets. In all honesty, because the Hornets
2: are a good team.
1: I mean, it just depends. Well, they just, just trashed just us. We didn't
2: even have the uh, the usual Knicks comeback in that game. I know, bro. They That's didn't even okay. have Lamelo ball, <laughs> right? Well, listen, yeah.
1: listen, game plans change. Game plans change when you don't know what's sure. coming because if somebody like Lamelo ball's out,
2: all of a sudden right. Bridges right.
1: has 45 points on us. Like we just Match didn't see up, that one coming. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: In the sure. first quarter. I mean, I know. God, I know. <laughs> so here,
0: here's my thing for you, John. What if, let's throw it this way. So if you're, if you're, if you're cool with the plan, I'm cool with the plan too. But how about a mm-hmm. play in with the youth? Say if you get you sell some of these vets, the youth just somehow magically gets you there because they all. Fit. I mean, look,
1: I love Grimes, but that's that's the youth. Like, if McBride comes in there and he's okay, that's great. I, I'm just I'm just not ready to be like, oh, let's like well, here, not here's have a the thing guard now for the next 35 games because we stink anyway. So I would so, rather go with uh, like one of these random guys or go crazy and get you know Dinwiddie and Beal, which I know you think will never happen, but like something like that, I'm okay with that too. I'm just. Even if we're okay to give up the season, we still are thinking for next year. And not in a way, an unusual Knicks way of like, sell everything, free agency, Okay, let's get draft picks. Like, I don't want that, dude. Like, this is not where we are.
0: Okay, so we also, let's go back to Ian Begley once again, because he gave us the whole gore and tragic thing. He came out today with the Alec Burks because he took a mailbag question as well. And the thought process behind there is that they're not ready to move Alec Burks unless they can move other veterans with him to open up some rotation spots or that, that's what Ian Begley responded. That's what Ian Begley responded. But that also tells me too that this is shopping saying, look, we value Burks very highly on this team. If you want to pay a lot for Burks, we'll gladly listen to you as well. But if you want to get Burks at base minimum, you have to take another bet as well to open up some rotation spots and try to get something more out of the trade deal. And I, and I, and I can respect that. So right. if that's the case, I will get this team doing something very minor. I could see Alec Burks getting the uh, the Marcus Morris late first rounder deal for a playoff team, yep. but I don't see, as of right now, I don't see Evan Fournier getting traded. I, I think he's here to stay. Kemba Walker's mm-hmm. gone. So let's, so let's leave it at, so let's put it this. Let's put a baseline Burks and Walker are gone. So you now have a point guard position open. I could say that you can move in IQ up there. You can put mm-hmm. Deuce in. It's gonna, it's gonna happen, dude. There's no way you're, you're not gonna put Derek Rose. I know you don't like it, but it's gonna happen.
1: I'm saying all three, all three of those guys are on the bench. Derek Rose, IQ, McBride. If you want them in the rotation, that's one thing. But none of those guys are starters. Like even and Derek do Rose. Who, and who, so, so who else you're is gonna have to get some. If you're trading yeah, you Walker and Burks, you're trading. You're getting a point guard back.
0: Probably not. I mean, we saw these guys make trades last year. You don't have to. I mean, we saw guys get traded last season. They saw they traded Austin Rivers, and they just. Essentially, took two second rounders and waved the other two guys they brought back. Yeah,
1: that was different. That was because that yeah, that was because he was an expiring contract, and they were able to get assets, and everyone was was happy about that because the Jazz thought they were going to get someone who could score. They're dummies, but anyway, at this point, we have Burks, who's like a real asset. That's what the Knicks are telling you. He's not. They're not. He's not Austin Rivers. That's. I think that's exactly what. So then, if we had in the first part.
0: So so then, if we're going to compare it to that, Marcus Morris Walker
1: maybe is Austin Rivers.
0: So then sure. So if we're gonna compare Alec <laughs> Bergston to, to Marcus Morris, right? If he's Marcus Morris, Marcus Morris brought us back a first rounder and Mo Harkless. And I honestly was not thrilled to put Mo Harkless in a rotation. I'd rather see have seen somebody mm-hmm. else. So, Queens
1: native, Queens native. Oh, how come we don't care about that? <laughs> Is this the Bronx. I was
2: it's just done. the BX, baby. It's all about the <laughs> BX. Yeah. Plus, there's there's no, notoriety that comes with with Kemba Walker. You know what I mean? From everything yeah. that he's done, I feel like he's just been more accomplished to that point than than Harkless. <laughs> yeah. We got Harkless, and we were like, what? You know? But I'm to to, be- to each of your guys's points, right? Regardless of how it actually goes down, there's there's two different there's multiple ways that you can move forward from here, right? But the the more popular ways, right? If we don't lock in take a step forward and put us in a good position, even if it's playing, you know, to to keep going forward. And we drop further back out. It's either ride out with what we got with our youth and play hard, you know, and continue to win games. But then you're going to have factions of fans that also say tank because, I mean, yeah, what no, um, what else do bad. you game? There's people, <laughs> me too. I'm, I'm with you. I'm all about moving on from the tanking and being in the lottery. I don't want to be in the lottery. I feel like as an organization, we've taken a step past that. And I want to stay up here. I don't want to go backwards. So, but what I'm saying is there's a faction of fans that are going to say, like, there's value in looking at lottery picks next year, you know, at, Versus the experience that the guys that we have already will gain, and I'm from the camp where I want that experience. You know what I mean? That's why, yeah. Did it suck that we lost in one round last year in Atlanta? Yes, but the fact that those guys went to Atlanta in the first round rather than Fizdale sending them to the All Star game just for you know to so they could check out the scenery and, you know, and see what's about like, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, like right. that was real. Ex- like this, this you know the, the playoffs. That's real experience. So getting back into a play a play in, yes, it's a play in big whoop. It's still a playoff. You know what I'm saying? And you still have that post season that, that it's just, it's different game. It's a different animal. You know what I mean? It's not the regular season. So that experience to me is invaluable. And that's what got, gets guys like RJ hungry, get, gets guys like IQ hungry, you know, like our young core, like Grimes, like those guys, they're going to feast off that, you know, and, and that energy. And I want to get back here. You know what I'm saying? Like we could do it, you know, like it's, it's that. And that's what I want to instill in the younger guys, because that's what, creates a narrative for culture right like that's what's going to inspire the guys to work hard every single game and not take games off and not reach you know all the time instead of moving with their guys you know what i mean if you 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 see the angle that i'm getting at so i'm definitely from that i believe that there's still time to make a push and even so i want to play the rest of the season hard i want our guys to compete and i want to continue to to try to to establish that culture and be known as that team that's going to give them a hard time every night, you know, because this season we we didn't take that step forward from what we built last year, and I don't want to see it go backwards any further, you know. And that's Absolutely. just my take.
0: No, 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 like, and it's totally fair. Like, I want to see, I I want to see that too, and I guess I would want to see that with our youth. So, that, like, if we're moving guys like Burks and if we're moving guys like Kemba, like moving those two guys, because once again, I think Evan Fournier is here to stay at this point, even though like I was in that I whole so Evan too. Fournier trap uh, camp. I think he's here to stay especially with the way that he's playing and what he offers to that first unit and so promote these guys give the those young guys that valuable experience because danny that those type of minutes are also valuable too to these guys like getting them like actual Absolutely. playing time and getting that experience what it means to be playing at that high level what it means to be a starter and stuff like that it helps them as well so if they can do that as well and still get the plan with these young guys i'm all for that too yep. but me too but you, Let's, let's move on to the schedule, man. Let's move on to what this West Coast we got the gauntlet coming up. And since we got you here today, usually we would save this for for Sunday. John and I may come back to this again because our opinions may change based on how we do against the Lakers. But we got the Lakers coming up this week. We need to uh, know. We, get,
1: we need to know what Danny B feels not only about the state of the Knicks. We need we to got, know what his bones feel, baby. We need, we to, need to know, know his. Out. We need to know what he's feeling about this West Coast trip. And it's also going to determine whether you think the Knicks are going to make big moves or little moves, right? We talked about this here of the Knicks. We know what we need. We know what, you know, can kind of transpire. But what do you think is going to happen now? Give me, give us a prediction for this West Coast trip coming up. And, you know, in between there is a trade deadline. Do you think the Knicks are going to make a big move? Or do you think we're going to make a little couple so, well, of, well, you know, little me, jabs?
0: Let me give uh, Danny the upcoming slate so that way he, he remembers we got the Lakers is Saturday. It, brother. Oh,
2: he's got it right. Uh-huh. No, no, no. You know what? You know what? No what? I, I'm going to ask. Let me let you continue to give the listeners an idea. Maybe the <laughs> Yeah, but say, I don't, don't know, know if the listeners you know have the
1: schedule yeah. like us. <laughs> All right. So let, let me give the listeners instead because uh, Danny's already locked fault. and
0: loaded. I, sh- I should never Danny's have done that. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what was I thinking? This man does a two minute drill every day after a Knicks game. What am I talking <laughs> about? So we got the Lakers this Saturday <laughs> on ABC, another right nationally now. televised game. Uh, two that's back-to-back we got the Utah Jazz on Monday we then have the Denver mm-hmm. Nuggets on Tuesday another another a back-to-back right there then we have the Golden State Warriors on Thursday we're about to get our asses handed us to there and then we got the Portland Trailblazers on Saturday and then yeah that that's that's the West Coast Gauntlet and then we're back home to face the Oklahoma City Thunder so Danny let's get your thoughts man What are you, what are you thinking about this
2: So if if me and you are in the the well, if all of us are in that that idea that we still want to give it our best go and and keep competing, right? We got to steal some games coming up. So I'm looking at that Lakers game as one that we could possibly steal. They haven't been performing great all season long. They're not at the top of the standings. You know what I mean? So I just if you're looking at games to steal, I think that. He is. Don't get me wrong. He definitely is. But if, if I'm looking at just you know trying to throw a, a dub on a couple of games that I think we could possibly steal, I'm going the Lakers. One of them. Uh, Portland is definitely going to be another one that I, I think that we could steal. Uh, the other ones are going to be tough. You know what I mean? Um, the <laughs> so you're like, the are in the, in the, you're like the first and like the
1: first and the end there of that of that five game streak. But don't forget that Blazers game comes after the trade deadline.
2: Yes, very true. So we don't know what's... Yeah, well, yeah, that's I mean, that, that, that's why ours we don't know who's going to be lacing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, I get that. Yeah. I totally get that. Maybe I'm looking even at for the feeling, Warriors possibly those two Golden
1: State because that's on the the day of the deadline. There's a yeah.
2: yeah, when we play,
0: it's the deadline's over cuz that you know game is over. If, yep.
1: if we trade 10 people, we're not going to have anyone there that game, so it could affect yeah, us maybe for the 10th and the 12th. Yeah,
0: but we're we'll, we'll losing to the Warriors. Let's let's keep it a buck. It doesn't matter who we have on that yeah, team that day. I, like, like I said, <laughs> okay,
1: fine, 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 fine. Okay, so we will we'll have a game. consensus. We'll have a consensus L on the Warriors game. We really don't know what's going to be there for the Blazers game, but I'm going to take a W anyway, even though it's a week away. New players, old players, I don't care. We have to be. I think that's the Blazers another, that's the one to steal. Yeah, in Portland with no Dame, we just have to do it, okay. And who knows, even if McCollum's gonna be there, speaking, you know, it's not just about right. the Knicks, guys. Right? There's other, there's other teams going on here. <laughs> Nurkic is also on the block. We don't know what's going on there. So, we'll just take the W, all of us there. We'll take the L, all of us on the Warriors. I'm joining Danny B myself with this W at the Crypto.com Center. Oh yeah, where- we're winning that one. <laughs> okay, so we're all together here. Okay, so us three, we're all here on the Lakers and the last two games. So I guess the two big ones are back-to-back, Monday, Tuesday, on the road, one That's in Utah, be, yeah. one in Denver.
2: What do you guys that I'm not looking forward to.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think,
2: honestly, listen, blind guessing, I'm putting – I'm just going to – I don't want to say an L right off the bat because I feel like there's a lot of times like – um Oh, what was that game? uh, I'm trying to think against the Bucs, where you're going into the game, you know, and you're like, this is probably gonna be an L. But you get into the game and and the flow of the game, and that was a winnable game in my eyes. You know what I mean? So you kind of never know. But just to throw it out there, like I said, man, the Jazz and the Denver and Denver Nuggets, man, those that's two tough teams. I gotta say two L's there. Um, I'm gonna come back, man, and say we got two dubs um, because I'm looking at the Thunder, like that's a winnable game at home. I know we're not playing great at home, but it could be a winnable game. And then the Nets are up in the air. You know what I'm saying? We play pretty good against the Nets and they just lost to the Kings. So they're not very consistent either. So like I said, I'm I'm in the school of, of thought that I'm looking at games that we could possibly grab a dub because I'm trying to see how we can finagle our way into a spot. Possibly a playoff spot, not just a playing. I, I don't see that, but I, you know, now that I'm thinking it's it's playing, but yeah, yeah way, oh, we're, in oh, we're position, locked in you know? for the play-in. Yeah, definitely. I know as soon as it hit me, I'm like, oh, that's six seed. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's gonna for a be a fun yeah, game of the garden. Yeah, we're oh, definitely oh, locking we're in the, game of the but garden, Still, though. You wanna get, yes, and you wanna get It's gonna be a game seven in the No
1: matter what, it's gonna be a game seven game of the garden. I mean, that that's gonna be fun. I mean, I, I think that might oh, be yeah. the game. No we'll, we'll talk about that later. we will talk about that later.
2: Yeah, I'm yeah. with you. But so so those are the those are the games. The West Coast trip, like we said, man, the Lakers, uh, and what was the other one that we were looking to steal? The oh, I mean you got you got double L's so as the Nuggets? The Lakers. Yeah, I honest, yeah, Cause I, I gotta be realistic. Like I said, I don't wanna come right out and say two L's because I hate saying that before the game starts. But if we're just throwing them at it. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to say win, loss, loss, win. And then, like I said, we come back home, hopefully we could get the thunder and we got the nets right before the all-star break. So four out of seven. And it's not, it's probably not realistic, but it's what I'm going with because I'm trying to stay hopeful. And like I said, man, it's, we still have a two three week window where we can make moves. So I'm just trying to see where we could possibly do that. For sure. And I, and I, and I'm with, uh, I'm taking two hours against
0: Utah and Denver as well. That's, It's so tough to beat Denver. Uh, Well, it all depends, right? Because Jokic was out uh, last night. If he's back, you know, I'm going to take that out. I'm going to take the L. But if he's not there, we got a chance. And Donovan Mitchell just came back. Donovan Mitchell just came back. So I'm not feeling too confident about Utah either. So
1: you know what's interesting? You know what's interesting about both of these teams, right? So the Nuggets just played the Jazz. Right. Uh, and they had none of their stars play yesterday. Okay. And <laughs> yes. then the, the the Nets play the Jazz on Friday, which is when you guys are listening to this. And then they have the weekend off and then we the Knicks play the Jazz on Monday. On the other side, we just said, right, the Nuggets played the Jazz yesterday the same day as Knicks-Memphis. And then they have a game tomorrow. They have a game on Friday today. And then they play the Nets on Sunday and then the Knicks on Tuesday. It's like everyone has the same schedule there. I think it's really right, interesting right. that that the Jazz have a weekend off before they play the Knicks. We have no shot there. However, the Nuggets seem to be playing a lot of games uh, in yeah, between. Yeah, true. So I'm going to take this, especially because I'm sure the, the Knicks are going to party in L.A. after they beat the Lakers. That has, that has to be a party night. And then you go to Utah after. I kind of I kind of think that we could steal the Nuggets. Especially because the spread's going to be really high too. Especially because we're going to get smacked by the Jazz pretty likely if they have the weekend off, and we just you know right. went to L.A. for the Saturday game, and then we have to fly to Utah for the Monday, and we're thinking about the Tuesday Nuggets game as well. Of course, that just feels like a huge L. So if we can get a, a win L, win L, win, that'd be good for me. Three two with no streaks. I I'd be I'd be really okay with that in a five-game road trip with a trade deadline, that would be fantastic for me. So that's my yeah. optimistic take. Three and two. Like, got to be, man. Yeah.
0: Okay. So let's, let's, let's recap this. So we got Danny with beating the Lakers. He's presumptively right now going out with two L's against Utah and Denver, an L against the Warriors, and a win with the Portland. And then he added the wins against uh, OKC and Brooklyn. And then for John... We got that win against the Lakers. You're thinking that they're going to beat either one of Utah or Denver, right? Yeah, I got Denver. You got Denver, and then they lose to War, lose to the Warriors, and beat Portland, right? It's going to be closer than you think, but yeah, yeah, okay. And so it's going to be I trade got,
1: deadline day. Things are going to be yeah. weird. We'll, we'll 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 reassess.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then we we got I got <laughs> the Lakers. Got two outs against Utah and Denver and, and the Warriors. And then I got a win against Portland. So,
1: so you got three game losing streak in there as well. You both got uh, a yeah. three game losing streak.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's it's right. going to be You guys rough, are man.
1: wrong. You guys, I can't wait. I can't wait to laugh at you guys.
0: I before hope. I to, this, uh, yeah, no I, problems, man. No this, problems Greg. saying I was yeah, wrong. Yeah. If you want, if you want to laugh at me for this, that's great. But I just do want to point out before we wrap up here. It's funny that once, uh, once, they get back for Brooklyn from Brooklyn. It's Brooklyn, Miami, Philly, back to uh Philly on Sunday and Wednesday, Phoenix and and the and the Clippers, all primetime games. All primetime games. Very interesting. You got six prime time games back to back to back to back to back.
1: But Alex, who cares about the Knicks?
0: I know, right? Yeah. Playing games.
1: Playing games. Every I didn't you know. I didn't even realize that last time was a primetime game until you guys were talking about it all episode. I had no clue.
2: Yeah, man. It like you know what? On top of it, man, it just hit me too. And people, I don't think I've ever I've heard anybody even mention this, but a big thing too is when teams go into the playoffs, right? That's all extra revenue, right? Yep. So if we make a play in, that's just more that the team has to work with. You know what I'm saying? Like for I don't think I don't know it's if really you guys playoffs. Though. Yeah,
0: it's not. It's not considered the not no, playoffs. No, it's not.
2: But what I'm saying is in the ideology that it's postseason, it's mm-hmm. still not accounted for to begin with. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. still extra. So in that type of regard, it's not it's something that people mystery, put much weight to, but yeah. it's something. You know what I'm saying? It just Honestly, great. dude, no, so one's take that, into account,
1: no one is taking into account that it's going to be a game seven in the garden. And obviously the first thing that jumps up to me is we can't hit a free throw. We haven't hit a free throw in two months and a half. So that's a big issue for me, especially in a game seven. But a game seven at home, dude, the garden is 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 tense, man. And I, if you're not Trey Young walking in there, you know what I mean? And, yeah, and man. Ready to explode dude, in a one game playoff. You know, it could be tough. Spot on. You know what I mean? It could be low scoring, like 95, 87 game because everyone's just nervous on both sides. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, for yeah, sure. Very true. And I think this is a good place to wrap it up, guys. Danny, thank you for coming on, my man. We really appreciate it. Please let our win. Thank you guys go. for having me. Of course, man. Of course. We'll do this again. Please let us please let our listeners know where they can find you.
2: And where your car is. Yeah, absolutely, man. And where your car is <laughs> <laughs> That was funny, man. Nobody's ever said that to me before. That was funny. But um, yeah, man. Uh, let's see. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Dan underscore ny underscore B, uh, Spotify, Apple, YouTube, the next corner. Um, and I'm glad that you said that because I'm actually bringing that podcast back with my main man, Coach Fah. Uh, We're going to be coming back the week after the Super Bowl, Sunday nights, 9 p.m. You know, get a little Sunday night Knicks going. So I think this Sunday, in honor of that, what I'm going to do is host the Spaces on Twitter, uh, at that same time slot, and just kind of get some promo rolling for that. So I got some cool things. I'm not just going to come back with a with the regular, you know, podcast. I got some uh, cool features that I'm going to incorporate into the show. That's going to be a little bit more interactive for the listeners. You know, um, I'm just going to say it's kind of like a step up from calling into the show. So uh, I think that that'll be real cool for for Knicks fans. So I'm looking forward to getting that underway. And uh, I got to say, man, I, I do appreciate the conversation. It's definitely been a, a good Nick's chat right here. And uh, I'm definitely looking forward to doing something. So when I go with my show live, you guys are absolutely more than welcome to come on anytime. Anytime. Appreciate so, it, Danny. We're so, looking, looking forward to it, to it man. To it, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Sure. Got some uh, Absolutely, stuff man. And? Definitely. And yeah. looking forward to seeing you oh, yeah, in the garden man. at some
0: point, man. Looking forward to seeing you in the garden. Definitely, man. Yeah, definitely, I love seeing definitely. you, know, love seeing you know, the garden, bro.
1: You, guys, if you if you, you if you don't recognize Danny B from his episodes from Michelle <laughs> you'll just see him uh, walking around the garden. People just saying what up to him out of nowhere. You'll know that's Danny so B. Funny, you're man. like, <laughs> you're like, who is this? Yeah, and random people are like, yo, Danny B dude like, so man, funny man
2: I never <laughs> expected that when I started going to the garden and like right away people are just like yo you Danny B yo Danny B? it's so funny man but um yeah if you anybody sees me man don't feel any type of way because a lot of people hit me up and they're like oh I was dude I'm a regular guy man come just say what's up and you know that's it so but yeah dude the garden atmosphere is crazy man it's awesome I love it there's so many good people that you meet in the in the Knicks community you know two of them being yourselves so uh Definitely, man. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys, and I'm linking up in the garden for sure. Appreciate you realize how Danny.
1: small the community is, bro. You realize how small the community is? Like we all know each other. Like, like I see Greg, I see CP. Like I'm just like walking around, like
2: yeah, rah, man. Rah. Always. So many people, man. It's and it, it's all love, you know. That's the best part. So that's a it's fact really cool for com- sure.
0: Nick's community is all love, man. Everyone's supporting one another, which is a great thing. But Danny, thank you for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. Appreciate the kind words. Keep up the great work yourself, man. Looking forward to seeing the next corner podcast back up in action. And always looking forward to your two-minute drill, man. I call it the two-minute drill because legit two minutes. This man yo, goes I down. Like everything that, you need, everything you need to know, on that morning drive. We still, you know, we're still going to yeah. figure out what, what the license plate number is. Looking for Danny Parks. All right. We don't have to go to Starbucks. We're just we're still trying to figure that out. We know we know um, it is. We man.
1: yo listen, man, we've been there. You were there from when the Knicks masks were hanging on the on the top to now you got the now you got a little hook. Yeah, you got the you got the Knicks, you got the Nick's head, <laughs> you got the head <laughs> yeah. Yeah, A little
2: man. more, more, more
1: well produced. We see you. We see you <laughs> yeah,
2: a little bit. A little bit. I'm, work, I'm working on like a bat signal, you know, just shine on the ceiling of my truck, you know, like with my face. Just, oh, you know, I like that. I'm totally kidding. I like, like that. I was about to say it though. That, that would be dope. Go, That'd be fire. That'll go man. with be your fire. Lincoln lawyer. Your little
1: Lincoln oh, lawyer man. logo you got going on. I see you.
2: <laughs> there you go, man. I know, bro. I got to change it up. I got to change it up, you know. But the funny part is, it looks just like me. That's, that's the funniest Dude, part. Dude, it's, you know? per-
1: it's a perfect, whoever your graphic designer was, is perfect.
2: It was, it, it looks like exactly my little like cousin, cousin. Up, man. Shout out to the cousin, yeah, man. Well, thank our, you. Everyone my, for my, my
1: little cousin did our logo also graphic designer. So shout out to the little cousins holding it down. Like, <laughs> yo,
2: little cousin, if you, if you got a little cousin, if you're listening to this right now, reach out and, and, and see how you could <laughs> link up with them. You know what I'm saying? Share that love through the family, man. And, and listen, it was cool. I, I, I that was my little cousin, my baby cousin. I watched him grow up. So being able to, to link up with him and, and I do like a professional type of, you know, connection. It was cool, man. It was cool to see him uh, get into like that work grind mode, you know? And so that's what's up. Reach out to your cousins. Say what up today.
1: <laughs> there you have it, guy. There you have it, folks. <laughs> Words of wisdom. Reach- if you didn't learn anything
2: else today. Oh, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and if you made it through all of this man. after wearing to say what up to your cousins, thank you everyone for tuning for another Knicks episode <laughs> of the Knicks Jets, et cetera, podcast. If you, do, you know what to do, guys, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on any audio platform. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it, we are there. On top of that, if you listen to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please make sure to give us a five-star rating. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please make sure to leave us a comment. We're also on YouTube now, so make sure to subscribe to the channel. Make sure to hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. And when you watch a video, make sure to hit that like button. While you're also at the home page on the YouTube channel, you'll see that there's another podcast called Winning. Picks weekly. John and video producer Greg go down the NFL slate and NBA time is coming up. So get ready. These guys are going to give you their Super Bowl takes with their prop bets, and they're going to give you some NBA action in the upcoming weeks. After that, you know what it, you know what it is, guys. Please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. You know it. All right, everyone. We'll catch you. We'll catch you <laughs> next week for another Knicks episode.
1: We out. Let's go next, baby.